All right, all right, all right. All right, let me move this here. All right. Oh, yeah. Place your microphones, <laughs> remove those keyboards, and we're ready to record. All right. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 13 of Two Nerds Maybe More. It is Saturday, May 9th, and I am part of this show. My name is Michael, and as always, the other part of this show, apparently, that's what we're going with today, is Marty. Marty, how are you doing today? I'm so happy that we are part of this show. I mean, it would be really bad for us if we weren't part of the show. Uh <laughs> But, you know, uh, it's a good day. I'm looking forward to today's topic. Today's topic is a hot one because, uh, you know, I think we should talk about the, the American government and that they're hiding UFOs. They've been doing that for decades, Michael. And I think we need to talk about it because, you know what? We don't want to have a dust incident on our hands now, do we? Now, I'm going to pause right there because... That's actually for the first time something that would be really interesting to talk about in the aliens <laughs> and the US government, but I would like to remind you that this is not a politically themed podcast, despite how intriguing that topic. You're you're slowly starting to ring me in, but uh I have to stop <laughs> it. This is not a political I'll, I'll podcast. Get you, I'll get you one day, Michael. I'll get you one day. <laughs> in fact, this is a podcast mainly themed around video games, and occasionally we do talk about more. And as is tradition, we are going to start off with that little bit of something more and talk a little bit about what we've been watching. Um, Marty, I don't know if you've been watching <laughs> or you've been listening to it, but what do you got going oh, on over here? I have been watching. Well, I mean, it is it is a podcast that I've been listening to. It's a video podcast. You don't really need the video, but uh, I had it on my second monitor while I, I was doing uh, important uh, in-game stuff in World of Warcraft. Um farming gold <laughs> so um no i've been watching listening uh, to joe, the joe rogan experience which is a podcast with joe rogan um who is a, a what what is he actually he's an M M a previous like fighter of some sort right mfa What's so called i don't MFA? it's it's mma i don't know if MMA. he was a fighter um but he did uh do broadcasting like uh commentary of ufc matches for the ultimate fighting championship okay. and before that he had the show on tv which was a uh, fear factor where people would do it start off mm. with like stunts that were like high up like challenging your fears and then it turned into we need you to eat elk testicles for whatever nasty reason <laughs> um yeah so that's kind of a uh... actually yeah i, I, I remember the fear Factor. Fear Factor, a thing that actually uh, Danish television bought that show thing. So I, we've had that over here as well. Um, anyway, I watched this podcast, which is I've seen episodes here and there, uh, or listened to episodes here and there. And I think he has a pretty good podcast, just to you know some random thing to listen to. They're usually two hours long, so it's not something you just put on. <laughs> I find you, you you sort of need the, the time for it, but usually it's pretty good. But what I happened to do, uh, because it leads me into other stuff that I watched, was that I, f I, I think I just found like, um, because there's lots of just small uh, 10, 15 minutes clips as well from the different episodes. And one of these clips, he talked about uh, that he had been talking to Bob Lazar, 
Uh, I don't know if you know who, who that is, Michael, or if the listener do, but Bob Lazar is someone who in the 80s um, came forward and said that he had been working uh, at Area 51 or at one of the other. There's a multiple bases, apparently, there's, uh, on Area 51, and he worked on one of them. He worked on a UFO, uh, and he talked about a lot of scientific stuff that you know we didn't have around in the 80s and, and, and stuff like that, and nobody really believed him. But he's he's like... But besides, like the reason uh, why people uh, found out that hey, something is going on at Area Fifty One, uh, and the whole UFO thing started surrounding Area Fifty One and things like that. But people, re- but you know, he's been discredited. Uh, his past has disappeared and stuff like that. Hmm. Um, th- but so you know, nobody's really been t- uh, believing him. Um, but then Joe Rogan actually interviewed. Bob Lazar, and also a filmmaker who had made a documentary, um, which is the bubble, uh, which is the documentary called Bob Lazar Area Fifty One and Flying Saucers, which I then, you know, after after listening this to this podcast with Bob, um, I went and also saw the documentary, and it, it's actually quite interesting because a lot of the things that he came forward in the eighties and talked about, uh, it's actually things that you know we know today for a fact. Is true. Like he talked about uh, an element, element one fifteen, I believe, that on on the periodic table that we didn't have that in the eighties. That is something that got confirmed, like only like a few years ago, I believe, if I remember correctly. Things like that. He talked about like a, a, a sci-fi hand scanner in the eighties. That I mean, sure, we have that. Probably have something that could work today, but it's not something we had in the eighties. But that specific model that he talked about, actually, they actually found it. Um, being used and things like that. And it's just, you know, I don't know if it's true. It's very convincing. Um, there's even YouTube videos with, you know, uh, body language people who, who knows everything about body language and, and when when are people telling lies and stuff like that who's saying like, you know what, his story is so consistent. Mm-hmm. Uh, sure, he tells it in different ways, but the, the core story is consistent. Liars don't do that. Liars also, you know, if they want, att- it's usually because they want uh, attention, then, you know, they do, they lie about other stuff as well Then really want to be in the spotlight. Bob doesn't. This is the only thing that, you know, he, he it's always consistent with what he's telling and stuff like that. And you know what? I love UFOs. I don't believe we are alone. And I want this to be true because <laughs> I think this is this is an amazing con- conspiracy theory. And how how cool would it be that we as humans actually have access to real live UFOs? Should it be more well known? Maybe. I, I think that you know I, I don't like you know keeping stuff like this secret. Um, I would I would love to to know more about it. But I don't know if it's true. But it's really good entertainment. Um, I love aliens too. Like I love the possibility of there being life out there. Um, I'm always taking things with a grain of salt when it comes to mm. these type of things. Um, obviously, if if something like this were to actually like be true, and who knows the ramifications of what it would do if it became public, like as a whole, mm. um. I'm trying to word it so that we don't stray down the path of discussing other things, but it would have a significant impact on pretty much everyday life. Um, on the political sphere, Michael. That's what you wanted to well, say. Well, the religious p- political f- sphere for sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, And I would think that if it was true, and let's say that like America had it, then I'm 
almost guaranteed that probably other governments within the world have it as well. Um, mm. Americans always seem to have this idea that everything happened here. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I mean, totally. I, I, to, I totally think if if this is true, then there's most definitely other governments. And I mean, there is even you know theories that Germans uh, had oh, yeah, stuff I like saw, this. Oh yeah, I saw stuff, stuff like, like that. that. I mean, there's so many theories and and conspiracy theories and stuff like that. So obviously, if if this was true, if this is true, then other governments has as, as well. The, I mean, the only thing that I find so interesting is that there's so many things that he said back in the '80s that has come mm. true. It's not just this one thing. It's like so many different things that has happened and you know um pro obviously we have made te technological progress as well so you know, you know some of the stuff that that they didn't understand in the 80s we understand now and and that's one of the theories as well that's coming up in this um this documentary is that you know if the american government had this and they did not fully understand it they would put it away for for a decade come back because you know yeah. technology has then uh, evolved a little bit further and and maybe we understand a little bit more and things like that but it would definitely if 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 it's true and if they figure out how it works it, it would be a game changer because it means that we would uh, be able to control gravity and you know that that is the you know the end goal that is the exciting part because that means so many things it means force fields could be real it means that we could space travel uh it means oh it's so oh. um yeah so you're I'm definitely going blown. down you're definitely going down the uh the science path and um the discovery of the what is it the particle or the atom or whatever it is you want to call it uh i'm sure there is something there's a there's a proper way but They've been maybe, searching. Maybe we can even make lightsabers, Michael, which <laughs> might seem weird that I just brought that up right now, but maybe <laughs> later down in the show, maybe, you know, maybe. it will become relevant. <laughs> uh, I know what you're talking about, though. There is like the search for the the hidden particle or um, whatever gravity is, like the mm. substance that is gravity. They've been searching for that for for years and years, like giant machines yeah. have been created to search for whatever it is that is gravity so that we could actually see it and harness it and just kind of understand the universe a bit more. But aside from our universe and the aliens that may possibly exist within it, I've actually traveled to a galaxy far, far away. Um, <laughs> oh, we you actually, you solved it. You actually, you do have a gravity propulsion system and you traveled there? Is that what you're saying? Um, no, it's actually more of a teleportation device. Um, oh, okay. It has Boring. four wheels and when you open the door, it goes up instead of side to side. And there's a crazy doctor in there that gets me from where I need to go. <laughs> uh, but we kind of, we missed a train last week. If we're being completely honest, we missed the train mm. last week and we didn't do our due diligence and even though we're both massive nerds, we did not look three days ahead from when we did the podcast to realize that uh, I believe it was Monday was mm -hmm. May 4th, which is Star yes. Wars Day. Um, which is also the day where we, you know, release our podcast. Yeah. So if we were actually good at what we do, then we would have released it then. But we wanted to keep the train going. Everybody releases their Star Wars stuff on May 4th. So we're here to mm -hmm. keep the Star Wars hype going. Um, and... I don't know if you've watched any of the show, but have you seen any bit of the Clone Wars, the animated series? I have watched 
at least half of season one, and I've slept to probably the other half, and not because it's boring, but just because I fell asleep. And you know, the episodes are so like like what twenty minute episodes or something. Yeah, it's like um, um like a Saturday so, morning cartoon type style. Yeah, so you can sleep to a lot of them if you fall asleep. <laughs> if you just lay down and put it on, then it will just keep going in the background. Well, it is on Disney Plus, and I know Selena, my fiance, has been watching quite a bit of it. She's trying to catch up to everything that's going on, and Disney Plus has released the latest season, which actually coincides with Revenge of the Sith, the episode three. Mm. And. I was watching a bit of it. I haven't watched everything in it yet, but anybody who's interested in Star Wars stuff, if you haven't seen the Clone Wars, I definitely suggest that you watch it and just know that, like, I don't know if you know the name Ahsoka. Ahsoka Tano. Um, she is initially in the Clone Wars series. She is Anakin Skywalker's Padawan. And mm, yeah. yep. they're doing their stuff. And in the beginning, she's a little bit annoying. You know, she's like a little... She's still like a kid in the series and she makes these rash decisions and it puts Anakin in more of like a leadership position rather than mm. as you see him in the movies, which is always underneath Obi-Wan, um, which essentially could be considered part of his turn to the dark side. But we're not going to get into that. Um, but it definitely. The, Wait, the dark side? Who <laughs> yeah. is he? <laughs> so the Who's Clone the Wars, the Clone Wars is just as much the story of Ahsoka Tano and how she evolves um, as a character just as much as Anakin and what happens in the series of Star Wars and Anakin and as a whole. I definitely suggest watching the Clone Wars. Take the beginning mm. episodes with like a, an open mind because it might just be a little bit too Saturday morning cartoon for those that are a little bit older and looking for something a little bit more serious. It definitely gets serious later down the line. And there's a few episodes thrown in here or there, but I definitely suggest it. Hmm. And yeah, I mean the, 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 the episodes that I watched it, it was, it's really entertaining and it's definitely something I, I, I want to uh, jump back into it at some point um, when, when there's another quarantine and I have more time. So oh, like, there's a, <laughs> another quarantine. Okay. So Marty's going to no, be on. I, Marty's looking out the window, waiting for the next pandemic to fly through <laughs> so he can watch it, even though he can just do it right now. Yeah. yeah. No, no, it's definitely something that I want to jump into at, at, at get watching again. Uh, I really enjoyed um, it back then uh, when I watched it. It's just, you know, that does. It just seems seems like there's always so many other things coming along as well that I also want to watch. So you know, it's always like a, a what what do I put on top of the priority list? Yep. Um, Which actually reminds me that I forgot to put something on the priority list here. That is the show. So I'll do that while you keep talking. All right. Um, still staying with Star Wars, I actually watched The Empire Strikes Back again because it was on TV the other day and I was doing something in the other room. So I wasn't by my computer. So I just turned on the TV and the empire strikes back was on and I was watching it. And the whole time for those who may not know our friend, Amanda over at geek caring, she recently wrote an article about feminism and star Wars and the way that it's portrayed and some of these strong female characters. And I was watching it and I was very surprised to notice that I was I had her article in the forefront of my brain while I'm watching it and I'm looking for little things for like female empowerment and the way that Leia portrays herself and things like that. So it was a cool way to kind of rewatch something that I have seen a bunch of different times, but with a different mindset mm. or at least like mm. let me try to focus on different parts of it that I may not have really paid attention to before. So uh, 
I definitely, obviously, Star Wars: The Empire Strikes Back is considered one of the best Star Wars movies, if not a lot of people's favorite sci-fi movie ever. Mm-hmm. Um, we're not going to get into favorite Star Wars movies because that can get a bit wild sometimes. Um, <laughs> it's pretty much like talking politics, <laughs> but. I will say that it's not my favorite. I'm not saying it's bad, but it's not my favorite. Mm. Yeah. And that's pretty I'll much just, it for what I've been watching. I'll just keep my mouth shut and, and not, uh, <laughs> you know, let that continue down that road. <laughs> um, and that's it for what I've been my, watching. My favorite was episode one. And we are never going to have a what we've been watching portion of the show ever again. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. That's all I've been watching. That's all I've been watching. That's all I've been watching. You have an update for us, though. Yeah, I do. Uh, Last week, I talked about Westworld. Uh, Season three, I was almost done with it. There was one season left. One season? One episode. (laughs) There was one episode left uh, of the season. Uh, The so-called season finale. And, um, oh, man, they did deliver, didn't they? Um, I don't even know where to begin, where to, to start and end with that whole season um it's just it's nothing like nothing i've seen on television at the moment and and they just it's like one long movie <laughs> it's it it's crazy and you know the the quality of everything it's oh it's so good the ending um i would say probably didn't really I mean, it ended what was going uh, the main theme that was going on in in season three, but it definitely didn't end the se- the whole series as a whole. Jesus, uh, that is, I, I I'm so I'm st- I think I'm still digesting it because I think I need to go back and maybe uh, at least rewatch the the finale because there, there was there was so many things going on. Um, so I really I really feel like Westworld delivered. Um, I, for me, at least, and I know that some people, you know, they the thing that they liked about the first season was that it was Western and sci-fi and stuff like that. And now that we're out in the uh, in the real world, um, you know, obviously it's not a Western anymore. Uh, so I don't know. I, I actually, I have honestly no idea what other people think and if people think that's great or not great or whatever. But oh man, I loved it. Speaking of amazing sci-fi this is amazing sci-fi so if you're into that michael i I would suggest you to check it out i would love to hear your opinion as well on it yeah i need to create a new Um, email address to get the free trial and then binge watch it while i have that free trial (laughs) (laughs) because i think we mentioned it last week is it hbo right yeah it's on hbo yeah Yeah, it's hbo and i think currently i've used my hbo trials um Mm. on my emails back when game of thrones was the big thing and i watched the first six seasons i think like binge watched them all wow. uh, within okay. the month that i had that so yeah, yeah so no at some point when when you have the money to resolve whatever you're doing i would definitely uh suggest you to to to, to check out westworld it, it's season one amazing season two uh don't get your hopes up it's all right it's more like a you know one of those seasons that's setting up other stuff it's not and but they also sort of try to copy how the, the first season worked mm-hmm. and i it's it's not super um great compared to, to the first season but but oh man season three has been so amazing and but there's also there's so many so many uh plot threads still going on when the season ended <laughs> that it's like okay where, i wonder where this is going i hope <laughs> they don't forget this um i think it's cool it's really amazing um I, I, yeah i have nothing but praise awesome 
Um, I think that does it for what we've been watching. We're about to transition yeah. into what we've been playing before we get into our main topic of the day. Uh, did you want me to go first? Because I know that besides World of Warcraft, you only got like one game that you've been playing. Yeah, I mean, I've, 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 yeah, you go first and, and I will. Uh, All right. Yeah. Uh, I've kind of been bouncing around and I'm going to mention this one first. I'm going to mention Hearthstone first. Um, okay. I don't want to go too far into it. We've talked about Hearthstone before, especially when Dusty was on the show. But this last week, I've been pushing quite a bit more in the game. So I felt I should put it on here because I've actually been investing a lot more time. I made it mm. to uh, Diamond League for the first time ever after making it to Gold for the first time ever. <laughs> so yeah, it, it, it really feels like you and Tom have, have gone uh, hard on the Hearthstone uh these days tom tom who, who from from three extra lives who we also had on the show a few a while back he's also been pushing and he's been yeah. pushing hard he's what in what plat is it platinum um yes diamond platinum what's it called the one before legend wait what's better oh wait diamond is better than platinum right then i, I think I, I don't remember i'm in <laughs> i'm in the lower one he's in the higher one he's uh pushing to legend that's what he's yeah. going for. He's going for the the elusive legend while I'm just like hoping that I keep going up, which is uh mm. it's slow right now. It's definitely slow. The higher you get, the slower your progress gets. Um but it, I've been having a lot of fun. I've been having a lot of rage inducing moments. I almost broke the sliding tray that I have my keyboard on because I slammed it after a rough loss. Um but I've since calmed down. I've taken some Good. precautions in my gameplay, as in I don't play more than a certain amount of games, um, mm. especially when I'm losing. I stop it at like two. If I lose two in a row, I just take a step back. Don't play mm. it anymore. But I've been having fun with that. And actually, I started playing a game that you gifted to me a while back that I just never got oh. to, which is Assassin's Creed Origins. Yes. Uh, yes. How is it? It's actually pretty fun. I was enjoying myself in it. And we, I started playing it because we mentioned last week we were talking about some stealth games. And I said, mm. like, oh, I'm not good at stealth games, blah, blah, blah. I don't really play them. And then Assassin's Creed popped up. And I was like, yeah, Assassin's Creed is a stealth game. But I never played them super stealthily. And mm. I will say that at least out of the ones that I've played, Assassin's Creed Origins allows me to be stealthy the best way that I ever wanted to be stealthy. And let me explain okay. this really quick. When I play a game like Oblivion, The Elder Scrolls, or Skyrim also Elder Scrolls, I like to be the sneaky archer. I like mm. to stand in the back, pull my bow, and like do a headshot and kill them. Or if I yeah. don't kill them, I like them to be dead before they get to me. Mm-hmm. This game allows you to do that. Ah. You have a bow and arrow as like one of your main weapons, and you can spec into it because there's these branching paths of uh, character customization that you can do, and you can develop your character in different ways. You could be like that person that doesn't do any ninja or assassin stuff and just goes in fighting you could do that or you can do like i have a smoke bomb thing where if too many enemies are around me i could batman myself and drop a smoke bomb and then run out um poison gas traps you can do all that stuff and i just like sitting up on the perch drawing out my bow aiming for the headshot and usually i can get them in one or two shots and then nice. I then I run away before the other guys come by. Like they see it, and I run away, and then I pick them off one by one. I like that. Cool. Yeah, I've heard a lot of good things about Assassin's Creed uh, Origins. Um, it's definitely a game I want to check out at some point. Uh, I think I'm still just you know had too much Assassin's Creed because you know at some point they 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 
uh, uh, released a game a year and that caught up sort of, you know, just, mm-hmm. yeah, I, yeah. I got, I got an overdose of Assassin's Creed. So uh, I get that. I get that because I was the same way, but I haven't played a game since Assassin's Creed four. So that may hmm. be why I'm okay with this one is because it's been so long. Um, yeah. speaking of Assassin's Creed, um, there is one after Origins, which is Odyssey, which is the mm-hmm. one that looks like there's a Roman Spartan or whatever on the front. I heard yeah. that one is pretty good. I haven't yeah, played I, it. I think both Origins and and uh, uh, Odyssey has has gotten really good reviews, yeah. uh, both both from reviewers but also from from gamers, yeah. uh, which is actually more important. More yes, important yes, it's... For me. <laughs> and so. I don't know how you feel about this or if you know much about it, but the next Assassin's Creed game has actually been announced. And yes. it is Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Yeah, I heard about it. I was like, "Oh, this is amazing!" And then I heard it's 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 not set in Scandinavia. I didn't look that far into it. <laughs> I didn't no, know that. I, I, the, the thing is that we talked about it on Discord one day. I think it was Pete who brought it up, and he said, "Oh, have you seen uh, the next one? Is uh, Norse mythology?" And I was like, "Oh, yes, I'm getting back on that train because you know Norse Norse mythology." Boop, boop, Scandinavian over here. Obviously, that's uh, <laughs> that's a big thing for me. Um, and then he said, "Yeah, but it said I don't remember. I think he said it, it was set in the UK. I'm not sure. But I, I just think remember it, it was not in Scandinavia. A, like an invasion or something, right? The invasion of England, or it it could be. Uh, so I, I, but that's when I became a little bit more skeptical. Oh." Uh, yeah, I, I, I need to because if it is just if it's because Vikings is invading and you're among them and you invade the UK, fine, I'm on board with it. But if it's not that, if it's I don't know, I, I would have to to you know hear a little bit more. I, I got a little bit skeptical that when I heard it wasn't set in Scandinavia because hey, that that's where we're that's where they're from. Norse mythology. It's it's not mm-hmm. it's not English. <laughs> they can have the tea and biscuits over there. I don't care. We have our Norse mythology. That's ours. You know, don't take that away from us. And I will say that I still think you need to go back and give it a try. But if you're looking for that Norse God of War on the PlayStation <laughs> Four, I know you were having trouble with the controls. Yeah, I know I, you're I in trouble. Like- I don't like the combat. I really don't like the combat. I like ah. the theme. I like the setting. Uh, it's a beautiful game as well. But put it I on easy have... mode. Put it on easy mode. I, I am already on easy oh. mode. Is that is there anything easier? Uh, I don't. I played it on the hardest difficulty. And yes, show off! Holy moly! What an amazing <laughs> game that was. And speaking of God of War, I actually have been playing God of War, but not that one. I've gone yeah. back. And I've been playing the original God of War on the PlayStation 2. Mm. Um, I'm not playing it on the PlayStation 2. I am actually playing it on PlayStation Now, which is the PlayStation streaming service. And I went back and I was taking a look at it. And I'm like, I want to play this game because I've been watching a Let's Play of the newer God of War because I wanted to relive it again. Mm. It's an older Let's Play, but it's still a good time. And it made me want to go back and just kind of go through Kratos' adventure again and see, like, that person that he was and how he became, like, this older Kratos, uh, the dad of war, as they call him in the <laughs> in the newer one. And I will say this, that that game, the original God of War, it still holds up. Like, it's a okay. classic, just, like, mashing buttons. But So you can get by mashing buttons, but if you actually get into the combat, then you start learning the intricacies of it and it can make your experience so much better. I'm playing it on hard mode. I'm having a good time. 
that type of game where I am. I I play things mm. on hard mode for the most part, and unless I'm just trying to get through a game. Yeah, but, I, I think what really messes up my brain is that um, you know, there's, there's a lot of games use the same scheme. So, for instance, dodging for me is circle. That if yeah. you want to dodge, that circle. It's it's that in most games, but not in this game because hey, let's do our own thing. That's what we do, and I think that's what's really. It's just so natural for me to to press the circle to dodge, and I'm having a hard time adjusting to it. And I think that that is one of the reasons why I hate this combat so much because they do it. They have weird buttons for it. For me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that definitely so. took a bit of time for me to get used mm. to as well was using um, like R1 as your attack button. And even like Assassin's Creed Origins, the dodge button is square. I've died mm. like or I almost died a couple times because I was in combat and I went to dodge and I pushed circle, especially after <laughs> playing a game that you use it a lot. Like I had just gotten yeah. done playing Final Fantasy VII, so I was used to that. So it wasn't working yeah. in my favor. No. Um, but and that's, saying- that, that's that's one of the things that I wish was a was a bigger thing in games these days that you can map it yourself. Some yeah, some yeah, games yeah. do it, but not all games do it. I I would love that that became a thing that you can map it how you want to because you know from that's yeah I I I would just want it my way. I mean it's the same in World of Warcraft. I have specific things that always do the same on 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 different yeah. characters and stuff like that. So I, if there are any game devs listening, please let us remap. Uh, the controls and games. on that note if you are listening and you're allowing people to remap especially for console gamers that may not be used to remapping their keybinds maybe have mm. something pop up that says like hey these things are still not mapped that way somebody going in that may be changing around their settings or their key maps or their buttons mm. they don't miss out on something like oh i forgot yeah. to put a block button like let them know they're like hey <laughs> you forgot to put a block button or something critical yeah. to the gameplay that way they yeah. just don't think it's like stupid or anything like that yeah i totally agree that would be like so nice to have. all right well that's pretty much it for what we've been playing other than world of warcraft which is a so let's just for every episode going forward assume that we are playing world of warcraft in some way <laughs> or another yeah. we are going to move into our main topic of the day which is actually star wars games which we kind of talked about earlier may 4th yeah. was star wars day and mm-hmm. a big thing about star wars is that it has a whole bunch of video games that have expanded on the universe it has given us memorable experiences from the movies as well as some goofy experiences from the <laughs> movies and we're going to touch on a bit of all of it today and we're going to talk about some of our favorite games maybe some that we don't like um we also have a bunch of stuff from the community shout out to everybody we'll definitely let you know who sent in what and we're gonna pass it off to marty just, to start off. Let, let's start with some community because uh, i tweeted this out on our twitter account uh, and uh, mm-hmm. the very first response i got was from uh, a, uh, a small account called at yodaism it's a wise yoda <laughs> bot and he says may the force be with you so uh I think we should just start up with that. May the force be with you, Michael. Yoda himself have said so. Well, Yoda bot himself has said so. so. <laughs> well, if Yoda bot says it, then I mean, I have no other choice. <laughs> I guess I'll let the force be with me. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but yeah, no. W- w- when we when we agreed on this, the first game 
um, that popped to my mind. Uh, well, there's actually two games, but but the first game that I and I haven't thought about this for a while, but I, I just remembered. Hey, I used to play Star Wars Force Unleashed one and two, um, and. I just remember that I loved those games. It was so awesome to be a, a, a lightsaber wielding, force power wielding badass. Um, and I, as, as I, re- as I remember, the story was in the first one pretty good, really good story in the first one. The second one was decent, if I remember. I think there was some things where that was a little bit, yeah. But uh, overall, I really liked this. Uh, game series. I'm, I'm not really sure how fans, uh, Star Wars fans, um, like this series, but me as a, as a as a, a gamer and Star Wars fan, I loved it. Uh, I thought it was so cool. Just you know, throwing that lightsaber, uh, push back enemies, all the things you could do. Just feeling bad, like a badass force wielder. It was so amazing. Um, I've also played these games, and I liked both of them, and. Hmm. I will say that at least in the communities that I've been a part of, when people mention their favorite Star Wars games, these ones usually come up, either the first one or the second one. Whether it's because they enjoyed the game when it first came out, it's hard to go back to now a little bit. Some of the controls can be a little bit eh, but um, they were great games. And one of the coolest things was they had a lot of customization in terms of like outfits and things like that that you could get, whether it was post-game or during the game, you could deck your character out. And um, the way that the main character held his lightsaber is he actually held it, like, he held it by the hilt, but the blade was on the backside. So yeah. as he's doing a slash across the body, his lightsaber would go outwards. So mm-hmm. it was really cool that you would see this character doing something like that because he wasn't trained necessarily like in a structured facility or anything like that. Mm. He was actually, I don't know if I should get into story bits. Uh, <laughs> well, it's first thing you find out, but he's like Darth Vader's apprentice, like his secret apprentice. Mm. So yeah. um, he's Darth Vader's secret apprentice. And the first game opens up and you get to play as Darth Vader force pushing Wookiees on Kashyyyk. <laughs> I just remember that and I was like holy moly like Darth Vader is just OP as hell <laughs> Yeah. so the game was it was pretty over the top in really cool ways I really enjoyed yeah. it I, I remember I don't know if it's the first game or the second game and, uh, uh, and, I, and I, but I just remember the scene where your main character is basically with the force pulling down a spaceship from uh Yes, I remember From, what it is. Um, it's like yeah. a Star Destroyer. Yeah. And, I mean, that is, if it's probably a little, little bit OP that, that this character <laughs> can do this. But, oh, my God, you felt so freaking badass doing that as a game. <laughs> I want to say that was the second one, but I could be wrong. Uh, I, I don't remember so the it, bits of it. I don't remember the bits no. of it. I just remember the scene. I don't remember when and where. I think it might have been the sequel as well. Uh, I'm not completely sure about that. But it's just when that happened, I was like, whoa, this is so cool. (laughs) And actually, I remember there was some DLC for the games. Uh, I don't remember if it was the first or the second one. But one of them was actually you got to fight Leia. 
And oh, like really? it was a version of Leia where like she had done she had undergone training with Luke mm. and she actually had like her lightsaber and she was actually pretty beast. Like it was a fun fight. So you got to fight Leia and it was pretty cool to see. Yeah, yeah. I, I think because we talked about it on our Discord as well, and and Pete, uh, aka Titan Screed, um, also mentioned that, that there were some pretty dope DLCs for both of them, and he mentions especially the 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 sequel had a really cool DLC, um, and some and some alternative endings as well, I believe. Um, yeah, I, I never so, played them myself, so I don't know about this. Um, so I think you could do things that were more light side, more dark side, um, hmm. and. Without spoiling anything, I will say that it impacted some of the ending of one of the games. I think it was the first one, at least, where um, the scene that would happen at the end, or at least some of the things that would happen at the end, would change based on some of your decisions or whatever you did during the game. So okay. I think that was pretty cool. Mm. So, um, yeah, but speaking of, speaking of Pete... I want to touch mm-hmm. on his game, which he brought yep. up, which was Shadows of the Empire. Yep. Uh, I don't know if you've played this, because as far as I know, that was an N64 game. Um, it was, you were playing as, I think it was a bounty hunter. Actually, you're playing as a bounty hunter, and I wish I knew more about the game. But it's generally been very well received by people that did play it. Um, it's definitely considered when you talk N64, a lot of people say play that game. I think it was along the lines of those early FPS games. Um, when I say early, think like Doom and things like that, where like you're fighting switches and stuff like that. Um, but yes, it's a Star Wars themed. I think it's set during, uh, during the original trilogy time period. So N64 game, Shadow of the Empire, check it out. Yep. I've never had an N64, so I've never never played this. I don't know anything about it, uh, except that Pete liked it, and he said so in our Discord. So we'll just assume that it's the best game ever. Well, I mean, if Pete said so. <laughs> I don't think he said that. Um, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'll go into my first game that probably not a lot of people have played, but this one is called Empire at War. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a Star Wars RTS game. <gasps> Is there a the Star PC. Wars RTS game? Yes, there is. Oh my god, how old is it? Ah, uh, old enough. <laughs> so I would not. In- Let me rephrase that question. Would I enjoy playing it today? You might. I don't know. It depends on how much you really like. Uh... You know that I'm a gaming snob when it comes to pixels. So it's not going to be very pretty. Okay, if like if that's what you think, the game came out uh 2006, so not too long ago, but um only like 14 years ago. That's like yesterday. I I still forget. (laughs) I was in high school, Um, (laughs) but it came out, and it's a Star Wars RTS game where you actually get you have your armies, you get to control them. There's battles between like Obi Wan and Darth Vader, not in movie scenes, like they're just randomly on a planet or something. Uh, Wait. 2006, that's when I got my first, like, grown-up adult job. Hey! I just, yeah, anyway, Look sorry. Look at you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've been making money for 14 years. <laughs> um, I'm American, so I started working in high school. Well, I um, started working early as well. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, Empire at War, it's a fun little game. It, there's a lot. 
that you need to get used to in it. Like there's um, it's a pretty lengthy tutorial section that you need to get through. Um, mm. And that's for campaign stuff. I haven't even delved into multiplayer, but mm. it's definitely something I want to return to and check out a little bit more because I didn't give it a whole bunch of time. But from what I've played, I really enjoyed it. And it's definitely something that piqued my interest a bit more. I really have to look into this. If you can get a hold of this today, I might actually... You can. It's on Steam. Oh, it's on Steam? Yep. Gold Pack. Uh, gold edition. Steam. comes with everything. Okay. Yeah, I might actually might look into this. But but also, just imagine, because it's been a while since there's been you know, a new good RTS out there. Maybe we should make an RTS episode at some point. Um, but just imagine if they would return... Uh, because I mean, if you looked at our, we looked at RPGs as well, like like mm. stuff like uh, uh, what's it called, um, Baldur's Gate, stuff like that. Yeah. And then for a long time, we didn't get them, and then recently we gotten back into them. They're slowly becoming a thing again. Imagine if the same thing happens to RTS, and that would be become a new, come out a new updated Star Wars R- RTS. That would be so amazing. And, you know, the oh, the possibilities, it's it's so perfect for an RTS. It is. I would love to see it. Um, I'm, I'm a fan of RTS games. I think we've mentioned that before, especially the Blizzard-style RTS. And I mm. would love a Star Wars one that was done modern day, maybe a little oh, yes. bit faster-paced. Um, and separately... I would love to see either a remaster or a new game in the Battle for Middle Earth series because I love mm. playing Battle for Middle Earth 2, which is pretty much um, you can't get a hold of it these days. It's an okay. EA game and it's not on their store. So that kind of mm. sucks. Um, but sticking oh, with PC Star Wars games. Don't worry, EA makes remastered of everything these days. So it, it's <laughs> Just fine. not the ones we want. Uh, <laughs> You'll get it eventually. When, but, when, when they come far enough down the list, you will get it. <laughs> keeping with the Star Wars uh, PC games, we actually had another Twitter uh, response by at yep. PKGeekDad, which says, maybe not the most popular even in the series, but I always had a soft spot for the Space Sims, especially X-Wing Alliance. The story was cool, and I got to fly the Falcon in the Return of the Jedi Death Star run, and I always hope for a new hard space sim with prequel and sequel ships. Mm. So I believe, for those who might not know, um, there was the TIE Fighter series, the X-Wing series, and like X-Wing versus TIE Fighter series, which were space simulators on the PC uh, back in the day. I want to say nineties, um, nineties time frame. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it's not it's not games that I've ever really played, but that I remember at least I might have because I've played a lot of games for my time. So I'm getting old; don't remember everything. <laughs> uh, so, uh, but but I don't I don't consciously remember ever playing any of these games. But again, a simulation, space simulation, uh, or spaceship simulation games—it's so like you know obvious for this franchise as well Mm -hmm. they they could still today make something really really amazing with with this i think um yeah i think the only problem is is that those type of things are they're niche so Mm -hmm. companies that are about the money um they really don't make niche style games they try to appeal to the masses which is why you always have these massively multiplayer games that just always have a season pass model um Mm. But I would like to see it, even if I don't like it or I don't play it. I think that there is a community out there that wants these type of games. And oh yes, 
I think it would be cool to I jump mean, into a TIE fighter and just be flying be it around. Honest, if it's done well, I'm pretty sure, you know, if it's done well, if it gets good reviews, that would be there are loads of people who would buy it, I think, just because yeah. it's Star Wars. I mean, yeah, I yeah. would. I'm not a huge simulator fan myself, but I would love this. It's in the freaking Star Wars universe. Who doesn't <laughs> want to go fire uh, an X-wing, for instance, or a Tie Fighter? I mean, I would love that. I would maybe, <laughs> maybe I would probably only spend like twenty hours in the game in total or something like that. But I would still do it. I would still pay money for it. Yeah. Um. Speaking of a game that people paid money for. And a lot of oh. people liked it. I'm still sticking with the community here, and I'm tackling two at once because both mm-hmm. Tom from Three Extra Lives and Frasley from Frazzlecast and a million other podcasts that he does, uh, <laughs> they both put Jedi Academy, which mm. is a game that a lot of people, a lot of people say are one of their favorites. But yeah. personally, I never really got into it. Now, that not saying because of the game, but saying because... I think it was, was it primarily PC back in the day? And then it expanded outwards to like Xbox and things like that. Uh, I'm not quite sure, but I didn't really get into it. And as you know, sometimes it can be hard getting into older games nowadays. Mm. Uh, So I need to give it a try, but shout outs to Jedi Academy from both uh, Tom and Frasley. And I think that's part of the, uh, Jedi Knight series, as Frasley put that, he also liked Jedi Knights. Uh, that's mm. Jedi Outcast, Jedi Outcast Two, um, the Jedi Academy, all those things. Like, there's a there's a slew of games in that space. Yeah, yeah, it, it's some of those games that I haven't really played uh, that much either. I think these games probably came out. There was a period of time where I didn't game at all uh, while I was studying. I I, I played very little games uh, in that period of time uh, i was really focused on my study obviously uh, living and breathing uh, uh, my my student life so to speak because yeah media school we did stuff all the time uh and i think these games is probably around that time where i didn't really game too much uh, uh so I've, I've completely missed out on these games and as i have you know, said like five minutes ago, I'm, I'm a video game snob. I'm having a really hard time when it becomes too pixelated, when the controls get too clunky, um, at least for, for, you know, today's standards, stuff like that. So if you are having a hard time going back to these, and I know you're, you're better at going back to older games than I am, mm-hmm. uh, then I would most definitely not like these games, I think. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, it, they're definitely a challenge. Some of the uh, the movement is pretty floaty and things like that. But uh, games don't always stand the test of time in terms of controls, but they stand the test of time in terms of story and impact. And I think that's hmm. a bigger deal than yeah. necessarily a game that you can go back to a million times. But even if you just played it once, go back, realize it doesn't hold up in the gameplay department, but those memories that you experience with it... Um, those can be pretty big as one thing we haven't really touched on was star Wars games that not just like one person can play. We've talked a lot about of uh, single player ones and Birta actually chimed in on discord and said that when she was a lot younger and the, Wii was the thing <laughs> her brothers had Lego star Wars, the complete saga. Back then, she hadn't even seen all the movies, but it was really fun to play in co-op mode, um, experience the story, but with a bit of a Lego twist to it. 
Having seen some of the newer LEGO games, this one was definitely great in comparison, especially for the time. It was released in 2007, year I graduated high school. Boom, 07. Pretty <laughs> sure it exists on basically any platform these days. Yeah. She's 100% right. It exists everywhere. Um, mm. <laughs> did you ever play the LEGO Star Wars games? Not back in the days, uh, but that one time where I accidentally uh, subscribed to PlayStation Now, uh, I actually did jump in and, and try this out a little bit. Uh, it definitely f- does feel like it's a little bit older. And uh, yeah, uh, I, I don't know. I, I think I'm not the target audience when it comes to the Lego games in general, because I tried a few of the other Lego games as well. And I, I just don't, they look fun. It looks like Lego. I don't just don't think maybe I haven't played the right Lego game yet or something. I don't know. Uh, it, it just wasn't really in my cup of tea. Okay. I personally love the Lego games. Um, I haven't played many of the newer ones. And so the Lego games, I started off with like the Harry Potter and the Star Wars Lego games. And then they started branching off into all these other things. And as they started getting bigger, they made a switch. There used to be like no voiceovers. And then mm-hmm. they started doing voices for the characters. And they started adding like Lego Harry Potter and Lego Star Wars had a bit of the slapstick, like little jokes here and there, but it wasn't so in your face. And then it seems like as it went on, it started getting more of like slapstick and voiceover in your face style. I'm not saying that's bad. I'm just saying that it doesn't really appeal to me that style, mm, no. uh, but I haven't played those ones, but okay, I did that, play the older ones. That's one of the ones that I played. It, it was a, a new one that was sort of like a GTA ripoff thing, except you were like a cop instead and you were one of the good guys. Uh, and it has had voiceover for everything and it had that slapstick kind of humor. Um, so, so yeah, that, that, that is the, one of the ones that I've, I've tried as well on, on PlayStation now as well, actually. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I will say that those older ones, they do feel old now. Like they mm. feel fairly basic. And personally, I like that. I don't want... It's a Lego game. I don't want it to be too much to it. I want it to be simple, and I could just jump in and have a good time. And I think that they succeeded in that. And I think that right now we've covered pretty much all of the community ones, except for one, which is also one that I wanted to touch on, which is the Knights of the Old Republic series, which is one and two. Mm Mm-hmm. We'll get to the other part of that later because that's on both of our lists as well. Um, but Knights of the Old Republic, first one, which I initially played on the original Xbox back in the Ooh. day, the big black box. I believe it was also available on PC at the time. I may be wrong, um, but I know that it was notoriously known for crashing on PC when it finally did get there. And Knights of the Old Republic 2. These two games are some of the most well-beloved games in the Star Wars game series. Like, whenever people talk now, Star Wars fans that read the books, read comics, play games, absorb all sorts of mediums, when they talk about, oh, we want to see a new movie series, Mm. they say, forget where we're at right now and go back. Go back to the old Republic. Let's see hmm. stuff from that realm. Let's see those characters. Um, and when they say the Old Republic, they mean Knights of the Old Republic 1, Knights of the Old Republic 2, and also a game that we both play, Star Wars The Old Republic, which is the MMO that's set within the same space and universe as mm-hmm. Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic. Yes. 
And there you have it. Yes. <laughs> oh. <laughs> no, I've never played uh, Knights of the Old Republic 1 and 2, but I have, as you said, we have played uh, The Old Republic, which is the MMO, uh, which is a game that I love so much. And I think we even talked about it last week as well, where, you know, it's a game I'm not done with. There's still stories in there that I haven't finished that I want to return to. And, you know, I'm a loot whore. I, lo- mm-hmm. I love I love me some loot. So obviously, uh, the old republic is not a difference. Uh, and also, I, I like a, I like a good story. That that is one of the main reasons why I play a game. It's because of the story, and there's plenty of them in in, mm-hmm. in the, the in, in Swator. So both Knights of the Old Republic one and two have amazing stories. Mm. But that's what I heard. But once again, Marty, they are older. Mm. And they feel older. So you probably will not be able to get into them right now. <laughs> um, but a big controversy when Star Wars The Old Republic came out was that people were disappointed that it wasn't Knights of the Old Republic 3. Mm. They're like, we don't want this MMO. We want the next Star Wars The Old Republic, not this. But now some people, if you look at forums, someone will be like, oh, I wish they had Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic 3. Some people will tell them, just play SWOTOR because it basically is Knights of the Old Republic 3 because mm. you can play it solo. Yeah. You can play Star Wars the Old Republic solo. Yeah, I think they, I think they, they moved it a little bit more towards, uh, it's still an, an MMO, but you don't really need. You can play a lot of it, most of it solo these days, so you don't really have to be social at all if you don't want to. Yep. Um, so I would say yes if if you just want to jump in, get get a good story and and just play by yourself. It's totally possible. Do you want a little bit extra by having the social aspect as well and have people to group up with? It's also a possibility. Uh, I, I really feel like the, this game covers both uh, areas pretty good. Um, yeah. So, so yeah, definitely worth taking out, in my opinion. All right. I'm and right there with you. Play. And it's yes, free, free to, to play. play. <laughs> Can't go wrong there. And a game that I also put on here um, is Rogue Squadron 2, which Oop. was a GameCube exclusive. And the original Rogue Squadron at the time was an N64 exclusive, which is now also on PC as Rogue Squadron 3D. Um, Rogue Squadron 2 was the only one in the series that I really got into. It opens up and you're you're Luke Skywalker going on the freaking Death Star and you're getting ready to blow blow it up. The Hmm. opening scene of the game is like the end of the movie or the end when uh, you blow up the Death Star. Okay. Could you really have a more epic introduction? Like you're blowing up the towers on the Death Star so that you can get into the trench and do your run. My question is just where do you go after that? Because you've just just done the most epic thing in the world. Well, it takes place after the first blow up of the Death Star, right? So Hmm. um, there are other things like you have to do escort missions and things like that. You have to blow up other things. It doesn't just cover movie scenes. It covers like other little skirmishes that are going on throughout the galaxy. And I think that's one thing that's really cool about the Star Wars universe is that a lot of these games can take place within the same space as certain movies, but they can have their own standalone stories because the galaxy is a large galaxy. There's plenty of things going on other than Luke Skywalker. Right? Uh, Luke isn't everything. So... I think it's really cool that you get to see all these different things. And each game did that. There was 
Rogue Squadron, the first one, Rogue Squadron 2, and Rogue Squadron 3, which I really didn't get into that one, but it is what it is. Once they took you out the ship and had you running around on foot, I wasn't a fan of that, but Rogue Squadron 2, definitely suggest it. Cool. Do you have any other games before we start to... We have probably left out a few Star Wars games. Uh, I think there's something you can't really... I mean, we haven't... First of all, we haven't really talked about the, the very new one. Uh, what's it called again? The Jedi... Jedi Fallen Order. Jedi Fallen Order. Uh, I, I haven't completed it yet. I, I actually did start playing it and, and, and sort of enjoyed it. Um, and it has gotten, in, in newer time, pretty good Star Wars reviews. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think one game that we, on our Discord, you know, brought up a little bit, just jokingly, was the Battlefront uh, versions. Uh, because, I don't know. I, I played the first one. I played the beta for the first one because that was a free weekend or something. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah, no, this is this is not my kind of game. Um, and I also think, I believe there was some controversy about, I don't know if it was the first or the second one, about some loot boxes or, or microtransactions or something yeah. like that. So uh, um, It was the second one. It had a lot of controversy with the loot boxes. And I will say this, is that I do like those style of games. I like Battlefield. I like Star Wars Battlefront. And... I will say that Star Wars Battlefront 2 is in a very good spot right now in terms of just everything. Like It's a solid game. It's just that it was a victim of having a very crappy marketing on the multiplayer front. Um, Hmm. Star Wars Battlefront 2 has an amazing single-player campaign. Go play that. Go play Hmm. that. It's awesome. If you like, even if you don't want to play the multiplayer, play that. If you like FPS games, like it's really good. Um, Janina Gavankar plays like the main character, so it's really awesome. You get to see the transition of a like an imperial soldier. Uh, she's like a spec ops in the imperial army, and how she eventually like uh, transitions into like not liking the empire and things like that. So uh, it's definitely a good storyline to check out. Hmm. Cool. That's it. You, Michael, do you have anything else to add uh, before we get out of here? I'm just piggybacking on your we left a few games out. Um, Hmm. Of course we did. That doesn't mean we don't like them. Okay, We do know that the Super Nintendo had the Star Wars games over there that people are very fond of, which if you go back and play right now are just, oh my god, they're so (laughs) difficult to play. Um, There's probably a bunch of games that I've never even played, never Hmm. even heard of that are out there. Um, shout outs to the Star Wars tabletop game, which is, um, <laughs> which I've never gotten a chance to play, but I would love to do it. It's like D&D, but Star Wars. Uh, yeah. I would love to do that. Yeah, I, I've played uh, the Star Wars role-playing game a little bit with some friends um, as well, uh, which was quite good fun to to be a Jedi and and, and just, you know, use the, use the force, Mike. <laughs> All right. Um, that's it for me, and I'm pretty sure that's it for Marty, right? Yes. All right, so if you were not a part of the Discord chat or the Twitter, maybe you missed it and you only listen to the show and you don't follow us at any of those places, one, I encourage you to follow us on those places. Join our Discord, join the chat, follow us on Twitter. Um, but if you would like to let us know 
what games you like playing Star Wars-wise, feel free to drop it in. If we didn't say your favorite, go ahead and let us know. You can do so by checking out the website over at twonerdsmaybemore.com. You can email us directly at twonerdsmaybemore at gmail.com. Or you can follow us, as I said, over on Twitter, which is twonerdsmaybemore with the number two. And I think with that, we're done here, right? Are we done? Yeah, I mean, there was that issue, you know, that you can always There are no issues, that. except that you must let the force go with you, as Yoda might say, may the force be with you. This show is brought to you by Dragon Powered Studio. Find more at dragonpoweredstudio.com.